Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of Meta Strategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. Our conversation today is from our recent MetaStrategy Digital Symposium, and the topic is customer experience in the digital age, as chief information officers and chief digital officers take much greater roles in defining customer experience. The interviewees were Wafa Mamili, the chief information and digital officer of Zoetis, and Vijay Sankaran, the chief information officer of TD Ameritrade. The person who led the conversation was Stephen Norton, MetaStrategy's co-head of executive networks, research, and media, who joins me now. Stephen, welcome. Hey there, Peter. Great to be here. Great to have you, as always. Stephen, um, take a moment and, and, in your own words, talk about why this topic was of relevance to the gathered chief information officers, this topic of customer experience in the digital age. Why did you choose this as a topic to, to, to uncover? Sure. So I, I think, as you know, and I think a lot of our listeners will find, technology is playing a greater role across all aspects of business. And more than ever, it's a core part of the way that customers interact with a company, from the way that you order products and services, the way you conduct financial transactions, or even talk with service representatives. Um, you put data and analytics on top of that, and you have infinite possibilities for new personalized sorts of services. Um, Technology and customer experience is important, too, for internal customers and employees, and CIOs increasingly are having to create experiences that are straightforward, easy to use, and and enable greater efficiency and productivity even within their teams. And so in the discussion, I really wanted to highlight the ways in which technology executives were taking a bigger leadership role in enabling those new customer experiences with technology and really driving a customer-focused mindset across the organization. That's great, Stephen. Talk a bit about the two interviewees, Wafa Mamili from Zoetis and Vijay Sankaran from TD Ameritrade. Um, how did you choose them as the as the two people to personify the trend? Sure. So Wafa, as you noted, is the Chief Information and Digital Officer at Zoetis, which is a more than $6 billion global animal health company. She joined the company in January 2020, and her purview includes global IT as well as broader digital growth, customer experience, and innovation, to name just a few of the areas that she's responsible for. Um, she comes from Eli Lilly, where she was there for more than two decades, most recently as the CIO for Global Business Units, which covered responsibilities including marketing, customer experience, commercial, medical affairs, and a whole range of other areas. And so her purview is very broad here. Um, around the time of our discussion, uh, Waka had been spending a lot of time with the leadership team talking about Zoetis' core pillars uh, across the enterprise, which in this case also included being a digital leader in data and analytics, as well as delivering a top-tier experience for customers. And so I thought she was able to provide a great perspective, not just about the ways that you create a good customer experience at the CIO level, but really driving the enterprise-wide mindset around customer uh, satisfaction. And then Vijay, the CIO at TD Ameritrade, another $6 billion financial services company, um, has been really involved in a lot of the technology-driven online trading platforms and a lot of the things that, that they work on there. He's also played a key role in implementing the team's data and analytics ecosystem, including bringing more personalization to the client experience and running a lot of voice of the customer initiatives that bring analytics from the call centers, chats, and email, and other areas and uses AI to bring insights out of that. Um, he also oversees a group called Discotech, which is an innovation inc- incubator that cultivates new business concepts, some of which directly apply to customer experience. 
And so he was really able to provide some great comments on not only how executives bring innovation into the customer experience aspect of things and how TD Ameritrade has done it, but also how you start to build out that data platform to enable those kinds of experiences at scale. Before we get to our interview, I wanted to introduce you to our sponsor, Zoho, and the company's president, Timothy Casby. Prior to taking on his current role, he was the chief information officer of a number of companies, including Reliance Industries, Sears, Intrexon, and the Warehouse Group. He's now at Zoho, a most unusual enterprise software company, and wanted to share some perspectives from it. Timothy, take it away. Peter, you keep calling us an unusual enterprise software company. I think we should talk about that a bit. Yes, we have not borrowed a single dollar from a VC or a bank and ended up bootstrapping our way to multi-billion dollar SaaS business with over 60 million enterprise users. That itself is unusual for a tech company. But the principles that have kept us from accepting VC term sheets are simple. We believe all our employees should have good night's sleep each night, be it month-end, quarter-end, or year-end. To enable this principle, we have stayed private and have not dipped into public money. We don't believe in debt and discourage anyone from getting in one. A good night's sleep has its premium. Yes, we believe in good night's sleep and eating healthy foods. That's why we leave money on the table. It comes from our principle of eating healthy food. Just because there is food on the table, we don't believe it's healthy to eat it all. Therefore, any product we market, be it CRM, Sign, Helpdesk, and 100 others, these will be many multiples cheaper than our nearest competitor. And it comes from the principle of leaving money on the table. Find out more about our unusual enterprise company at Zoho.com. Thanks, Timothy. I also wanted to share a quick message from our sponsor, Sykes. Sykes is a leading provider of multi-channel demand generation and customer engagement services, helping Global 2000 companies enhance touch points at every stage of the customer journey. To share some perspectives, I'll briefly turn it over to Ian Barkin, the company's chief strategy and marketing officer. Customers don't want and don't deserve a new normal. They deserve and want a better normal. At Sykes, we know this because we spend over 3 billion minutes a year listening to and serving customers of the world's leading brands. And with that much listening, you can't help but know what delights, what infuriates, and what drives customer behaviors and decisions. So, what is a better normal? We believe it's the delivery of a truly intelligent customer experience. The call to action has never been clearer for CIOs, CTOs, and the broader C-suite. New is not enough, and the time for tinkering has passed. The winning combination of technology, talent, and customer insight is how to create intelligent customer experiences and a truly better normal. To read more about intelligent customer experiences, check out sykes.com forward slash ICX. Without further ado, let's go to our conversation. Stephen Norton in conversation with Wafa Mamili, the CIDO of Zoetis, and Vijay Sankaran, the CIO of TD Ameritrade, discussing customer experience in the digital age. Thank you for the great introduction, Peter. I'm so excited for this panel focusing on uh, customer experience in the digital age. I have two wonderful panelists with me today that I'd love to introduce. Um, the first is Vijay Sankaran. He is the CIO at TD Ameritrade. He joined the company in 2013 as the Managing Director of Advanced Technology, Analytics, and Architecture, and he was named CIO in 2016. And he's really done a lot to build out um, TD Ameritrade's infrastructure to make it the investing platform for a whole range of investors. Um, and I'm excited to dive into the ways in which AI and other technologies have enabled that. So thank you for joining us, BJ. Um, thank second you. Up, we, 
We have uh, Wafo Mamili, who is the Chief Information and Digital Officer at Zoetis, which is a, a more than $6 billion producer of medicine and vaccinations for animals and pets, and really a holistic animal health business. Um, she joined the company in January 2020, so a little, she came at a very interesting time um, and excited to dive into um, the ways in which she's been interacting with customer experience so far. Um, I should mention that prior to joining uh, Zoetis, Wafa was at Eli Lilly, where she spent about 20 years, um, including as a CIO for business units, as well as the organization's first chief information security officer. So a lot of perspectives coming in today. Um, Wafa, I thought we might start with you. Um, when we were chatting the other day, you had mentioned that customer experience is not just something that's within IT, but that has really gone up to the highest rungs of the organization and even to the board in terms of a strategic pillar for you. Could you talk a little bit about that and maybe that connection between IT and and the, the rest of the C-suite when it comes to driving customer experience? Well, thank you, Stephen, and good to meet you, Vijay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, as you said, Zoetis, just to give you a little bit of context and answer directly your question, uh, Zoetis is a global animal leader, and we are privileged to have a holistic business. I couldn't be prouder for what we have or even more served with all we have. We have medicines, vaccines, diagnostics products, bio devices, genetic tests, and livestock performance farming. So think IoT, drugs, everything, all of the above are connected. So no excuses not to lead with digital and analytics, I would say. Uh, but more critically than that, uh, the company and from the CEO, and John talked earlier about the criticality of being owned at the CEO level. So we have, I would say, two things that serve us really well. Uh, the first thing is, Customer experience is and has been for a long time one of the core values, and we call that at Zoetis core beliefs. Customer obsession, we call it, is a core belief at Zoetis. So that's there. That means from the top down, it is supposed and we have to have it in everything, in everything we do. The second piece that's serving us really well is leading with digital and analytics is one of the five corporate strategies strategic priorities declared by our CEO and board of directors. So as I said, again, no excuses. The two things are, are out there. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I love that that connection is made so explicit at the top that analytics are not just something you do, but are really a strategic priority for growing the business. Um, Vijay, turning it to you, um, I know that you have put in a lot of time into really building out the the platform and infrastructure around AI and automation and voice to the customer. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that and the way that, that AI analytics really drives some of the investment business at TD. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, TD Ameritrade, you know, for those of you who don't know us very well, I mean, we are uh, the premier trading and advisor platform um, out there in terms of just giving self-service, self-directed uh, investors and traders, the ability to buy and sell stocks, as well as our uh, advisor business, which, you know, supports many clients. And so we develop technology that supports both of these different types of segments. And so, uh, you know, over the last six months, uh, we've been at record trading volumes. There's been uh, significant engagement in the markets ever since uh, trading commissions went to z zero. We've seen more and more investors uh, come into the markets, especially with interest rates being as depressed as they are, uh, and really having fun uh, to some degree with uh, exploring the world of, of stocks and investing and companies and 
Um, I've got two teen- teenage sons who uh, also do a little bit of uh, trading under their, their dad's supervision, of course. And, you know, never have I seen so much engagement just around um, companies and, uh, you know, engagement in the markets as I've seen over the last three months here while people have been uh, at home during COVID. Given that, you know, um, we have a lot of digital pressures on our business. Uh, number one, uh, we have new people using our platform. Number two, uh, a lot of people are calling into our call centers to um, ask a lot of questions. Number three, you know, while we've been working very quickly to digitize and uh, eliminate paper, there are some paper forms that are still out there, and um, we do really need to push uh, self-service as an agenda. So, you know, from our digital standpoint, that's really a lot of what our solutions have been focused around, and AI is an integral part of that. So one of the cornerstones of that is a um, capability that we built called the Voice of the Customer Analytics. And so what Voice of the Customer Analytics, or affectionately known as VOCA, does is that it basically takes all of the data from uh, our chats, um, emails. Uh, We actually take voice calls, anonymize them, transcribe them, and then run them through uh, an AI engine that we built internally with our uh, artificial intelligence team uh, to really derive uh, client intent. And so that actually breaks it down by intent level one, they called in about taxes. Intent level two, they called in about um, minimum, required minimum disbursement. Intent level three, they asked about, you know, what the timing of those required minimum dis- disbursements are. So we actually have taken all these different inputs and categorized them and then we do the closed loop and then we feed them back into our self-service tools, uh, whether that's uh, on uh, our skills on uh, Amazon, on the Amazon Echo, or it's on our Apple business chatbots or on our internal nuance chatbots, or even, you know, we're working on getting it back into our IVR so that, you know, our clients can have, you know, the vision that we've always had of, you know, really being there for them anytime, anywhere on any different device. And so that's been a key part of our solution. Another key part of our solution with AI has been personalization. And so, you know, given that we are a very digital business, you know, clients are always poking around um, our digital properties, trying to, you know, get more information. And so we've basically built our own uh, clickstream digital engine that, you know, basically looks at all of those different client behaviors and then using artificial intelligence, they, you know, looks for similar types of clients who had similar patterns of behavior and we may offer them, you know, specific news content or education content or even, you know, um, curate their journey so that they have a specific type of journey that would be different than what, you know, an average person would have just to do, in some cases, A-B testing to determine, you know, whether or not, um, you know, they have an affinity to a particular type of a service. So it's really to guide um, people who come in uh, around their investing. But what we've learned a lot about, you know, artificial intelligence is that I think, you know, artificial intelligence is very domain specific and, you know, our domain is is very unique, um, you know, in the investment and trading space. And so, you know, we've cobbled together a lot of capabilities using uh, open source projects, projects at, at Facebook, projects at Netflix, and really taken uh, a lot of these capabilities and applied them instead of uh, them being in the entertainment field, uh, them and being in the investment and financial management and trading field so that, you know, if you think about it, the Netflix-style recommendation engines 
can work for news articles, can work for mm -hmm. education content. And so we've taken them and applied them rather than needing to go out and buy, you know, specifically any third-party software. We have uh, acquired third-party software in some places where it's um, adjacent, and I know you had the folks from Salesforce on before, but Einstein is something where it's very complementary to um, the work that our investor services groups do in Salesforce. So we've taken a lot of these assets and cobbled them together, and you know, I think you know, really try to deliver a world-class customer experience leveraging AI and analytics. That's great, VJ. Thank you for that deep dive. I think it, it shows just the breadth of some of these initiatives and then the, the key importance of not only being able to personalize, but getting that to achieve scale. Well, I know that you said that you've really been um, speeding up the process to continue to drive a, a, a great customer experience within your diagnostic business and other areas. Can you talk a little bit about that acceleration and maybe some of the lessons that you've learned from that so far? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I, I would echo, so I mean, uh, the acceleration definitely significantly. So every single thing we were thinking about, planning, was on the table for our strategy, started to be wanted with even more speed. And by the way, more was added because the context around us changed. So I'll take the example of our uh, diagnostics business and you all can relate to that. When you have pets, uh, when you go to the veterinarian, uh, you bring your pet, and generally speaking, pets don't talk. So generally speaking, diagnostics are run. And diagnostics are run in two ways, either at the point of care immediately or remote. The, 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 something is sent to a lab somewhere, and we own labs, and we, we have devices that are there, and as well, we have medicines and vaccines. So the work we're doing on our, we've been doing on our diagnostics business is to make sure that we position our customer at the center of the universe. So the vet in this conversation and the pet owner are positioned in their journeys at the center of everything we do. And we want to provide frictionless, as open as possible, and I'll come back to the open conversation, uh, solutions to serve those customers. Because we're in a business that's this diversified, we could be very tempted to build solutions that only work with our medicine or only work with our devices or only work with our preferred partners around. Those are not the decisions we've made. Because we have customer obsession that's driving us, we create, we're creating solutions that are, again, that fit in the workflow of the vets in this conversation that allow us to integrate the data in this conversation, data and analytics, and we have a strategy because of the richness of our business. We have a strategy we call the continuum of care because we have the medicines, devices, the data, and, and we, we can be preventing, detecting, and treating and predicting. That's the ambition we have to go throughout that continuum of care because we have the richness of the information. But we can only do that if we have the customer obsession by not serving only our business. So, of course, there is friction and tension that gets created from P&L owners, because if they're doing one drive, they want us to have solutions that only deliver on growth for that. If it's only a device that we're, we're working really, really hard uh, beyond the boundaries of the organizations. And, and for me, uh, that's, that's one of the major learning. No surprises, but I'm, I, I want to highlight it because I'm still living through it. I knew it, and it's, it's very clear in everyday life. Uh, Definitely. Especially from the top, we talked about that. So we have that that's there. Uh, the second one is, is culture. Culture matters. And the way, you, the way you frame the problem you're trying to answer 
makes a difference in how you're going to address it. So if the customer is at the center of the universe, that those are, and the customer experience matters, then we are working beyond the boundaries of the organizations. We don't have an R&D agenda and a manufacturing agenda and a technology agenda and an analytics agenda. It's one agenda to deliver on, on those outcomes. And this, it, it triggers a lot of leadership challenges and, and governance discussions and egos and you name it, uh, things that we know about. So for me, in this diagnostic example, a big piece is about leadership, leadership from the top, leadership across, aligning the incentives, aligning the goals, adjusting to different ways of working, and really living through that customer obsession and making sure that we ask ourselves every single day, why are we doing what we're doing? And by uh, constantly reminding ourselves that goals, then we're making decisions on, okay, how does the technology platform needs to be to be? our open, the fact that we've made decisions to stay open so that we can integrate as much as we can with anything that's around uh, is driven really by that uh, customer obsession. Of course, now post-COVID, COVID, everything is, well, can you, what do you need to go faster? Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's out there. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I think that speed is, is huge. Um, with about 30 seconds or so we have left, Vijay, I would love if you have any thoughts on the that cultural piece. How do you drive an enterprise-wide mindset around not just IT, but the entire organization. And how do you, has there been a thing that's worked for you to help get some of that buy-in? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've focused extensively, Stephen, on innovation as part of being core to our DNA. And, you know, I remember our previous CEO really wanting to create innovators out of all 10,000 of our associates. And so one of the things I've been responsible for is, you know, how do we innovate all across the organization, whether that's at a team level, whether that's in the discovery of new white spaces within existing business lines, or even outside of our core um, in our new incubator, which I run called Discotech. And so, um, you know, in all of these areas, we've cross-pollinated um, employees from one part of the company to other parts of the company. We've brought in some external help with a company called Bionic uh, to help us set up the structures around how do we discover new opportunity spaces. And um, it's really generated a lot of buzz and excitement. And that coupled um, with our investment around um, Agile over the last four years where uh, over 90% of our engineering organization is Agile and we've invested a lot in automation. It allows us to bring new ideas to market really, really quickly. And I'm, I'm when I say really, really quickly, I'm talking a matter of weeks and um, from, from first ideation and really focusing on that MVP. So that culture of innovation has been a rallying cry for us that's been very, very powerful. Um, so very, very proud of what the organization's been able to do around that front. Wonderful. Uh, well, Wafa, Vijay, thank you so, so much for joining for the conversation. Um, some great uh, discussion on, on driving a key customer experience across the enterprise. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Monday when my guest will be Sri Shivananda, the Chief Technology Officer of PayPal.